Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance, and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast, the podcast dedicated to normalizing black wealth and sharing helpful tools and resources that we believe will be useful for attaining and maintaining generational wealth. I am your host, David Bellard. Hi, everybody. So this is episode four of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast, man. What's up, fellas, man? What's going on? What's going on? What's good? We we can't really be too too happy like we want to, man. We getting the news about Nipsey, man. <sighs> Rest in peace, bro. Rest in peace, Nip, man. A true icon, bro. He was just so like impactful to the black community and like black entrepreneurship. He's definitely the embodiment of what we're trying to go for. So this is a hard hard pill to swallow. Yeah, definitely. We're just gonna say R.I.P. Never. Rest R. in power. Amen. I just hate it because he was—he yeah. was really working on so much stuff for the community. You know what I'm saying? It was—it was cool because Nipsey was one of those people that it was like he was famous for the stuff that he did for himself, but he was also famous for being like a pillar of his community getting famous and rich putting back into his community and then just like trying to do so much good, so many good things with his wealth you know and like we always talk about a lot of the people that be like man i wish i had gotten that type of money i do this that you know that with it and i do this with the neighborhood i fix that but like that's actually what he was doing you know what i'm saying like he got the money and that's what he was actually doing he somebody felt the need to end that man's life Hate, bro. That crabs in the barrel shit. Like, I just want to say, we'll never get anywhere if we keep this mentality, bro. Like, we need to love one another, love our brothers, and love the skin we in, love ourselves, bro. 
That's all I gotta say right now about that situation. Yeah, uh, partnership we've seen a bit somber, but this is a tough pill for us to swallow. Uh, today, the topic that we're gonna get into is actually from the DM someone asked us. Uh, it was about college, talking about um, dealing with the adversity of not getting the job that you want when you're six months out of college. And that's something a few of us can speak on from personal experience. Uh, and then we kind of just want to get into talking about the school system as well in general, kind of way things are set up and just just get into to the, whole, the whole thing. Yeah, I I can I can really relate to this topic for sure. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> we all, me, you, and Jay, and we all were in this boat because we all remember graduating. Never right. You walking across the stage, you show the president, and you're like, oh man, this is this is amazing, man. I really graduated, and I really did it. Yep. And then like. 24 to 48 hours later, that reality sets in. Like, oh shit, I just graduated. <laughs> yeah. What am I gonna do now? <laughs> and I think all too often, like, like that, that happens because we don't really have a realistic plan of action. No, I think college is one of those things. Like when you grow up, it's kind of what our the older generation kind of taught us was. Like once you get this golden ticket, you know, that's your golden ticket to this to get the bag, to get the money. And really it's just a golden ticket for you to apply for jobs and get declined. You know, yeah, you're yeah. gonna deal with a lot of getting declined. <laughs> but it, I think we gotta create a realistic view of what the actual degree is. And I think we, we need to get a better understanding of uh, education and what's currently going on, keeping up with the climate of things as a like culture you know like our parents they like kind of what you were alluding to kelly they were really just like hey go to school get a degree and then that ought to you know set you up to be good and you know sir some people's parents knew to aim them towards certain degrees but other people's parents didn't and i think that's one big thing that we need to like as a culture start to understand and like okay uh going into the future we're seeing a lot more um, tech-based jobs. We're seeing things where people are, uh, we, we were talking in previous episodes about jobs being replaced by tech. Uh, so we're gonna be seeing a lot of jobs that are gonna be software programming, different things like that. So we'll need it to where people can uh, have that education so that they can We'll need it to where people can have that education set so that they can get into um, those types of jobs. And so we need to be aiming people at those types of jobs. I mean, those types of degrees. Sorry to be so long. It's all good. Speaking your truth, bro. That's facts what you're saying. Jalen, you got something to add, bro? I'm trying to catch my head right now, guys. What's the topic? We talking about, uh, college. We're talking about college, well, graduate dealing with graduating and not being able to find a job right after. Yeah, like I got that part. But I'm talking about what Jared was just talking about. 
You were talking oh, about us as a culture, bro. Like, yeah, and like, celebration and, and understanding the time. Actually, I could bring up something right now. Uh, it's a study by the Center of Education, the Center on Education and the Workforce at uh, Georgetown. They did a study and they found that on average, African Americans, we go into lower paying majors. A lot of the times we don't go in the STEM, and when we do go in the STEM, we choose the lowest paying majors in that area. So, for instance, um, a lot of the STEM majors that are black are in biology, which is the lowest median paying coming out of college. Or if you look at engineering, a lot of black people are in civil engineering. And that's the lowest paying in the engineering cohort. So it's just one of those things like we not we're not taking advantage of college the way it could be used. We're going into majors that are just giving us a lot of student loan debt, but not really paying off on the back end. A lot of social workers, a lot of childhood education, a lot of this is just not, not the the high paying guys. And I kind of, part of me is not saying don't choose those majors because you do need people's people in those positions to make a difference because that's the reason why some people choose those, those majors because they had a social worker in their life that made an impact or they had an early childhood teacher who made an impact on them, who recognized them for a bright child and said, hey, I see what you're going through at home or something like that. So I'm not saying don't pick those majors. I partially blame that part on the system for those jobs being so low. And it could be because that's where we're predominantly focusing on. So those jobs could just be paid that much because of that. Um, but also with like us choosing, choosing majors, if you don't know what you're going to school for, don't just pick something that's easy because you can get in and get out. Pick something that, that'll be useful to you. Pick something that you can apply after you graduate. Um, like a lot of those like art degrees or like psychology degrees and stuff. A lot of those degrees, some people just get those degrees in four years and they never go back to school. But some of the times, you need to go back to school. You have to further your education with the psychology degree. You got to get your master's. You have to get your your PhD. So if you are going to go into a degree like that, have a plan to where you're committed to taking it to that next step so you can be recognized within your profession. I think one major piece of advice, I agree with that, Jalen. I think one major piece of advice is that we need to start like looking at the actual end goal. And I think that's what you were saying too, Jay. Like looking at the end goal rather than just going to school being the the end all be all. We we look more at going to school as being the solution. And we don't need to look at it as being the finish line. We need to look at like what are we gonna be doing on the other side of that degree as the finish line. Yeah. Most definitely. Like one thing I was listening to the uh millionaire podcast. And I, I think they either talked about it or I just kind of picked up on it. I, one thing I thought was really cool, it was an episode with him and uh, Brian, uh, infamous CPA. And they were talking and he was talking about how like his degree, uh, 
in accounting directly translated to skills that he could use to make him money, like the budgeting skills and like different things like that with the consultations and stuff like that. So like it makes it, people have to think about their degrees in a sense of like, what skills will I have after I finish this program? What, you know, what will I be able to do that'll make me more likely to be hired, you know? Yeah, and that's that's a big one, bro. A lot of people, I know, I, I can say me for certain, like I was one of those people. I was not thinking of past college versus just getting the degree. And I think that's one of the big things, like the skills that are applicable past college. Because with, okay, my degree, I have a biology degree. With a biology degree, I'm pretty much left with three options. I can be a school teacher, I can go to grad school, I can go to medical school. Those are my three options. So looking at the uh, the three options that I actually have, it's just you can like be a Huh? You can be a scientist. I could be a scientist, but that requires grad school. Like and I wasn't really picking up on skills per se. Like how Jared just mentioned it in that example. And another thing with like those degrees, because sometimes there's there's fields that we can go into with those bachelor's degrees that we don't really know about too. So we need to make sure we're getting educated about some of those fields. Like, I'm not saying that you want to do this, but you could be like a specimen collector or something with your biology degree or like something like that. I don't know if that requires like grad school also, but I'm sure there's other ways to use your degree also, like to your advantage. See, that's the thing, like with biology, your, your options are literally research, which is grad school, med school, that's teach. Tough. You're not doing anything else with that degree. That's anything. So that's why it's important that we look at stuff like, like Jared just mentioned, you look at for a degree that has skills that are applicable or something that's going to pay high. I know us three going to Tech, me, Kelly, and Jared, Tech's a big engineering school, and a lot of people go there for engineering, even though it may take them six years to finish the degree, they leave with a job and they leave with skills that they know they can carry over into other things that they want to do in life. How many, just just off the top of your head, how many investors and things that we hear about that are engineers, how many people that we meet that are investing that are or were engineers? Well, uh, they got a few engineers that I've, that quite I've a few that I've met. I'm, I meet a good bit. Like yesterday at the Grow Conference, uh, I'm not sure what Naveen was. Naveen's a billionaire, but uh, Naveen had some some degree that I didn't quite understand. Uh, you got Sean Bernard, engineer at Halliburton. Uh, Another guy we met. Kevin, him. the guy. Yeah, he met it. He he was a uh, engineer. All investing in real estate right now. And also, another thing I wanted to throw in there too, uh, not to get too far off topic, is just remember that skills can encompass more than just degrees as well. You know, uh, there are a lot of yeah. people, like I was looking at somebody's page the other day, he started as a welder and worked his way up, and now he's a, a real estate investor. But like a lot of people are asleep on, you know, certain jobs like that, that 
are looked at as more blue collar jobs but make really good money like um, I would almost argue that some a lot of blue collar jobs uh, are getting up there and pay white collar jobs honestly man you have more self made millionaires that are plumbers than you do that are um Accounting, probably college graduates exactly. for the most part. Yeah, they don't have student loan debt. They're making you can start making money when you're 18, mm-hmm. and your business can only grow if you take if you use the right principles to grow your business. If you do graduate, mm-hmm. you can go get a certification that that can take you further too. You can get certified in HR, or you can get certified in certain things. Where if you have that degree and that certification, now it unlocks some doors for you. So even if you don't want to go into further debt and go back to grad school, you can get a certification and that can take you a little bit further too. I think I don't know one. Don't I'm sorry. No, I was just trying to see don't does all of us have some type of certification we've taken outside of college since we've graduated? At this point, yeah, I believe so. I've taken one. And I well I got mine in school. Yeah, I got some certifications in school, but it's it's like Microsoft and Excel and stuff like, like that. I had to do it yeah. for my business degree. Because I also want to just focus on like how the fact that we're four graduates, but I don't think are any of us in our own actual fields that we graduated in. Technically, I'm not even employed yet, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah, nah, I'm so, not in the field that I graduated <laughs> in. Yeah, like I, I graduated in biology. I work in emergency medicine. I graduated in business administration and I really, a lot like what I thought I was going to be doing, it's not what I'm currently doing. So I kind of do apply it to my job, but I'm not in, I'm not where I want to be. Even with Burma, or even with uh, David, you're not even, you're not using your degree. You use that certification to get the job. They got a guy, I'm, I worked with him Friday. He's 19 years old. He's a paramedic. He makes exactly. more money than you. Exactly. <laughs> so, that, like I said, the, the, I think the older generation put it in our minds that, like, this degree is the, the, just a straight golden ticket. And we're going to get all this money after this golden ticket. And none of us are actually using it. Like, Man. that's what's going to It's going to switch. Like, the... The ideology of the of college is gonna switch when we have kids. Think about it. But you know something yeah, though? It's not getting cheaper. I actually asked if that was ever the, the true situation. Like I have um a teacher and I'm uh kind of the field the followers in. Uh I currently go to the National uh Pacific Northwest uh National Railroad Institute. Um I'm in Washington, Vancouver, Washington. And one of my teachers, uh, Gina Marshall, she started as one of the first female railroaders up here. And she said, like, she started, when she first started working, she was in college. And she would just uh, take off summers and work to so that she would have money, uh, you know, during the school year and stuff. And then eventually she asked, I think it was like a junior year, she came across a, a job for BNSF. And I think at the time it was just uh, Burlington Northern. But uh, she started working there and she was like within the time when she saw two checks and she was making more than both her parents combined. She was like, she dropped out of college. She was like, what's the point? I'd rather just stay here and make more money. And like, I also know plumbers and other folks who've been making good money for a long time. I think it's just that stigma of looking down on it. Like, I think they just wanted us to do better work or easier work, quote unquote. I also think it was more, I feel like it was a scam too. And I'm not gonna lie. I'm not going to say college 
going to college wasn't worth it, but I'm trying to use my words very carefully because <laughs> I'm not saying college is a scam, but I am saying that they, I felt like they tricked us to getting us in debt to keep us from being creative thinkers to, to keep us from creating our own businesses because school teaches you how to be a worker. That's, that's what exactly, school primarily exactly. does. Exactly. That's why I majored in business. I thought I was going to learn how to make money, how to use my money to make more money. Man. But all it taught me how to do accounting for a business. Or I can be an yeah. employee and use this accounting measure for a business, not my business, but for working for somebody. Yeah. yeah. And, like, so that's what I was trying to get across. I'm not saying that going to school is a waste of your money or whatever, because there are degrees that are legit, like, useful and helpful. And, um, also, even if you don't go to college, that doesn't mean stop your learning, stop your hunger for knowledge. That doesn't mean that you have to be illiterate. It just means that you have to educate yourself a little bit harder. And I think we all can agree on this, that we, we don't regret college. I don't think any of us regret it. But I think if we had a chance to do it over again, I don't think we would do it again. I don't I don't know. I, don't, I can't say if I would do college again. I, I think I'll probably still do college again, but I would do it different. I would definitely do it differently. Yeah. And and I probably wouldn't have fumbled the bag, man. I ain't gonna lie. Do you, do you, you want to stay the engineer? Do you want to talk about it? You want to talk about it for a second. Listen, right, <laughs> story time. So, right now, currently working as an EMT, all that good stuff. Went to Louisiana Tech, loved it. Met these three guys, uh, two of these guys, Jalen Ben, knowing me since forever. But I had a great opportunity coming out of high school and I missed it. And this is purely from a financial standpoint, just I don't regret the experience. I had got offered a $100,000 scholarship, yes, one and five zero from Southern University to go there for agriculture with a guaranteed job at the end on the back end. And I refused it to go to Louisiana Tech. Now, I know some people are probably like, oh man, you know, you're happy with your decision, but I could have gotten paid to go to school and left college like $40,000 up versus where I am now with like $9,000 of student loan debt. So it's just one of those things like, I be hurt thinking about it because I'm like, dang, I ain't using my degree. I don't even want to do that shit. <laughs> but I ain't gonna get I'm gonna I'm just get out of my feelings, man. <laughs> yeah. I was also also offered a scholarship to go to HBCU, but my parents wouldn't allow me to go there. They didn't feel like I was gonna be able to graduate from going to an HBCU. They forced me to go to a PWR. That's something we need to talk about too, man. Because honestly, that was the same kind of thing with my situation. Mom was like, ah, nah, I don't think they're going there. It's like, I, I think it's a bad stigma for HBCUs that like you can't be successful coming from there. But I still think HBCUs are places that that should be more important to the black community. Being that you, Jared, I mean, we all were around Grambling. Yeah. Like, we seen Grambling. We talk, we talk some smack about Grambling, if we're being honest. But 
at the same time, I think like as a black community, we always talking about education, like reforming the education system. The place to start would be at our own colleges. Getting our own to go to those colleges. Very true. That's why I, I really I have a cousin that actually he goes to TV, um, and I applaud him for going because he could have got to almost any college he really wanted to. Uh, he's, he gradu- he's graduating from PV this year and he's talking about going to MIT. So think about that, like how he's going to change the stigma, of, possibly change the stigma of PV. That's that's major, man. Yeah. Shout out to your cousin, man. What's his name? Uh, Chase Lavis, man. Shout out to Chase. Shout out, shout out to Chase, man. Uh, keep doing great, bro. But uh, I would like to address the question that uh, the person on Instagram did ask is like, how do we cope with not finding a job directly after school or not having a job lined up directly after school. Uh, whoever would like to start off, y'all can go. We can do like uh, uh, this round table where we just follow an order or whatever. Like, ain't no sitting around moping about it, being like, oh man, this, that, or whatever. You gotta figure something out because. Like I said, it was like a month until I graduated. I was like, man, what the hell am I gonna do with my life? And then I kind of got floated out the idea of being an EMT because it would help with getting into med school. And I just ran with it. I mean, I just went with it. You just gotta find something. Something's better than nothing. And don't get. I, I, I'm gonna say something. Just don't get down on it. Don't don't get down on yourself if you can't find a job right out right out right out of the gate. You know, just keep pushing through. You don't get a lot of those. It's just inevitable. You know, I remember back when I was in college and I was, and and Jared and Brumman might be, or David might be able to remember, whenever I left Thursday, I went like to Houston Thursday, skipped class on Friday, came back on Saturday just to go to work, just to get told no. So, I mean, you're gonna get a lot of no's before you get a last. Just to cope, to cope with it, just, just keep pushing through. Just keep pushing through, you know? Uh. So I'll, I'll go next. Um, my situation, I didn't ha- wait like six months or whatever, but uh, I had moved to Dallas straight after graduation. So I'm in the big city and I'm thinking, you know, Dallas equals more opportunity. That means I'm gonna find a job quicker or whatever. Wrong. It means more competition too. So you got more people looking for the same opportunity that you're looking for. So I'm going to interviews, I'm killing it, man. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I keep on getting those emails that say, sorry, we chose to go with another candidate or whatever like that. And you know, those in, those emails just like make you like, why did you even tell me this? But then it's like, you'd be grateful because some places they don't even call you back and tell you, hey, we decided to go with someone else. And another thing, don't get upset whenever they're asking for a boatload of experience. You're like, hey, how am I have all this experience when I'm in school? Because a lot of entry-level jobs, they'll be like, we want two to three years of experience plus your degree. So you're like, man, so was I supposed to get this degree or was I supposed to get experience? Um, So a way to combat that is, I would definitely say find you internships. Internships can help you out and uh, help you get that experience while you're also getting your degree. Um, But the way I just... I fought it off. I was just mentally tough, but um, there were definitely low low points because I was away from my family. Um, I was running low on money, man. I didn't really, I didn't have a job, 
I just had saved up prior to graduation knowing that, hey, I might not have a job for a little while. So I was just managing my money and stuff. And okay, yeah, I was just managing my money. And finally, I got a, a interview for like a car salesman job. That wasn't what I wanted to do in no way, shape, form, or fashion. But uh, I did want to have a hand at sales. So I went with it. I wanted to see what it was like to get into the sales world. And um, I learned some valuable life lessons from it. That's another thing I would say. I would say, don't just not do something because it's something that you don't want to do because you can learn some valuable life lessons from it. Um, and that's pretty much my little spill on how post-graduation affected me. Oh, okay. All right. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> my story uh, still kind of, I guess, ongoing. But, so I graduated, uh, and I'm not going to lie, it, it, it kind of sucked not having a job set up. <laughs> uh, it was frustrating. Uh, I put in a lot of applications, and I knew um, most of my family is from, like, a little rural town, <laughs> being resting. So uh, I knew I didn't have a lot of connections that were going to be able to try to help me get into a job. So I started applying in like the spring quarter and I didn't graduate until the summer. So I had been, I had been applying for months, just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of applications. Um, but nobody was, was contacting me back. I still to this day don't understand why. I guess I was doing something wrong. But uh, either way it went, um, I ended up finally getting a uh, interview for a job in Houston. Or, well, excuse me, I ended up getting contacted back for a job in Houston being a freight broker. And I wasn't exactly crazy about being a freight broker. I had never heard of it before. I didn't know what they did. But I was like, man, look, I need to do something. And so uh, I went out to Houston and me and my friends, David, uh, <laughs> and another one of our friends, Ed, we we're all trying to move out to Houston and make this work. And uh, I got out there and I was trying to, <laughs> it didn't work. But uh, I got out there and I was trying to find a job and uh, the guy wasn't contacting me back via email. So I called him, um, he told me to come in the next day. So I started as a freight broker, uh, fast forward about a month. Wasn't crazy about that job, entirely too much lie. Um, that's a whole nother story in itself. But I did, uh, like Jalen said, I did learn some really cool lessons. Uh, I plan on investing in trucking later. So uh, uh, I basically know how to run a brokerage now uh, for a trucking company. And I learned that via a job that I never even wanted to start out. But uh, so then I, tra I went back home. Um, I was there for a little while to spitballing ideas. I was actually going, uh, I was about to start being a truck driver. <laughs> but then uh, I got an idea to come to the school um, and start into a railroading career. And so now I am about four months deep into my program. I got a lot of certifications. And that's one, one little thing that I like to harp on as far as like, I know everybody's a better thing to harp on. Uh, certifications and things that make you like special. That's the main thing that I would encourage people to do going through either college or going through getting uh, certifications, going to a trade school, whatever. Because that's what I think in the uh, end all be all, that's what our parents were trying to encourage us to do at the beginning, was get something that was gonna set us out and make a special in a degree. They just didn't know that, I mean, as of right now, a bachelor's degree, you're not, honestly, you're not too special anymore. 
So like we need other things that make us special. So like that's one thing I really appreciated coming to this program. Like me and Kelly were talking about it. He has way more stuff than me. But like <laughs> I have like an OSHA 10 certification. Uh, I got CPR certification, uh, a merit certification, uh, being like hazmat stuff. Like I got a lot of different certifications that make me a specialized quote unquote employee and more likely to hire. And that's really what you need trying to get a job nowadays is something that gives you a competitive edge. But uh, yeah, that's my kind of status and I'm trying to get a job right now. I'm, I'm actually, we just started applying. I'm really excited for that. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> Definitely. We got you, bro. I did want to say something, son. I wanted to pick something out of that. Like, for one, the skills and certifications, that's really the big difference. That's what sets you apart. And for two, I wanted to go back to how you talked about that job. I wanted to go back to a point that I meant I had made. I said just go and like something's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. But I do want everybody to understand that if you get a job interview and they hire you on the spot, it's gonna be some bullshit. Oh yeah. Name me a job that you got hired on the spot where it wouldn't some shit. I I've never had that happen. Ever. Ever. It's always a problem. If I get hired immediately on the spot. That mean they really, really need people because they done ran too many folks out of there. I'm telling you, yep. every time. Yep. And like, when I say on the spot, <laughs> I don't mean like, it took them like a week or two to screen you first. And then like, you came for the interview and you got hired at the interview. I'm talking about like, oh, I put the application in Friday. Uh, They called me back on a Tuesday. Wednesday was the interview. Friday, I was at work. Like it took a week for me to get this job. I got my interview I think on like a Thursday I talked to the man yeah I got my interview that Thursday he had me come in at like Friday for something else for paperwork and then Monday I was there for or excuse me Tuesday I was there for work I started my first day of training but then once I got started there I, I realized because people were quitting left and right it was a revolving door yeah, last job I had like that was Cracker Barrel, and y'all already know how I feel about Cracker Barrel, so I'm not gonna get on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I guess it's my turn. Um, I'm a little different. I think I'm one of one of few. Um, I did graduate in three years, so I'm one of those few that graduated with no credit. I didn't come into college with any credits, but graduated in three years. I just went to school every summer. But I and like I and I did that, but I, I kind of regret it because by I graduated in November by September or August when I was actually I was filling out multi, like hundreds of applications and I was getting interviews. They started asking me my experience and I didn't really have any. All I had was the the quarter I actually sat out. I worked at Academy and the. Uh, while I was in school, I was working at a, a fitness center. So that's the only experience I really had. And so they wanted actual management experience or they wanted actual field work experience, you know, in, in the business management field. And I didn't have any of that. So I, that, that part I do regret, even though I did graduate early, it was great, but having that experience probably would have helped me. But I did get a job one month after being after graduating, only because I knew somebody in, in, in the position that I was in um, in my current job right now, um, and that and that's the only reason why I got that. But I did want to just that's that's my biggest thing is just getting the, um, your experience, man. 
make sure you get your if you're in college or going to college make sure you get those internships that's the one thing i really wish if i would if i could go back i would go back instead of going to college or being in school in in the summer i would go back and get internships yeah i definitely i had some uh some chances for some internships and i didn't take it and i do regret it uh jared i had like the chance to go to the alpha uh internship in baltimore but i passed it up man and like i feel sometimes i'd be like man damn i really didn't take it uh but it's all good like you can't look back on it just gotta learn from it but i definitely do say get you some internships that's a big one if you if you don't want to deal with the cope with not finding a job after graduation a good way to avoid that is to get internships while in college yeah. have, did any of us have an internship I had one at the DA's office mm-hmm. and that was basically like your job while you were in school mm-hmm. so of us one person had an internship I didn't have any internship I had really majors you need those I had multiple offers, but I was just focused on getting out of school. That was just my main focus on getting out of there. And that's something we could touch on, too, because it's like a lot of people are so focused on just getting out of school and graduating that you're not looking at the long game. Like, how is it going to, how is this going to benefit you? Because if you just leave it with a bachelor's degree and no experience, then it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, did you help yourself or did you hurt yourself? And that was one of my biggest things when I graduated was like, dang, did I really help myself by getting graduating early and getting getting out of there? Or, or did I really hurt myself because now I can't get a job? It was great that I got this degree, but I don't know if I'm any good because I don't have any experience. You don't have anybody to vouch for you. Exactly. It, it all goes back to your, your network. Exactly. And we've said it before on the page, it's, it's your network is your network. So it's all about who you know and the relationship not just who you know but the relationship that you have with the people that you know. um, I, w- I want to say something else about whenever you're choosing your degree um, if you're in high school and you listen to this or if you're about to go to college and you listen to this or even if you're in college and you're listening to this whenever you're choosing your degree make sure you do like a job market outlook like research like see what what the projected outlook is supposed to be like in the future like there might be like we were talking about artificial intelligence there's going to probably be a boom where you're going to need technical engineers who can set up stuff like that so you might want to look into that type of degree or there might be a certain market that's going to be slowing down to where you could be getting a degree in this market but once you're de- what you're done in the four years, that occupation is on the decline now. They don't need you. The world rapidly changed. Yeah, you, you become obsolete, and once you're obsolete, you're good for nothing. Pretty much wraps it up, man. Get your identity yeah. and try to flourish. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. If I could go back, I might be probably doing IT. If I don't know that business was going to teach me how to make money, I probably would have just did IT. And Kelly, with business, I would I, I could even say like even if you specialize in business, like if you'd have probably went into finance with business, you'd have got a job that much quicker. Or if you'd have went into accounting with business, you'd have got a job that much quicker. If I could have knew y'all early, 
If I just could have knew y'all, I would have just went on ahead and did some stuff like what I'm about to do now. <laughs> like some welding, railroads, something like that, man. But this all part of the journey. It's part of the process because I know Rich Dad, Poor Dad flipped my mindset. Like I literally did this so that I could go to medical school. And then when I decided I didn't want to do that anymore because I never really wanted to be a doctor. It was just like, and you are where you are and you can only be where you are. So you got to work with from where you are, but it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. Yes, it's from a great man. Shout out to my uncle Ray, man. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish, bro. <laughs> oh, I do want to touch on something. One more thing. Don't don't go back to college just because you don't know what to do. You're not getting a job. Don't don't just get yourself more mm. in debt. I've seen so many people do it. And I, I see somebody on Twitter that I know who's talking about going back and doing it just because they don't know what to do. Don't do it. To stick with the job applications. Even if you gotta get a job outside of your field, stick with the job applications. Don't do it. It's there's nothing wrong with going back to school, but know what, what your purpose is. Have a plan. Have a plan for doing it. Don't just do it because, well, I don't know. And maybe if I get this master's, they might give me a better chance. No, go ahead and, and get your job first before you try to do that. Get you a plan first. Another thing I was going to say is, if I would have known what I know now, I would have started my business while I was in college too. I definitely, because there's so much more resources on a college campus that are free because you're paying for your tuition. You got unlimited printing. You got libraries to where you could stay in there all 24 hours. You got labs or whatever. You got people with experience that are easily easily accessible. Um, people that have had a hand at entrepreneurships because I know a lot of my uh, professors in the business department, they were entrepreneurs. They just decided to come back and be some teachers. Um, but if you are, if you do have that entrepreneur mindset, I would definitely say don't wait till, oh, whenever I graduate. If you have a, a, a ideal in your head, start it while you're on a college campus. And then it might even pull you away from not walking across that stage. But if you can use those resources and you can get them for free and it'll take you that much further, I definitely say go for it. And I got to touch on the one resource that you didn't mention that everybody knows you have more in college. Time. Mm-hmm. The control over your time. Man, so much time. You don't have to worry about bills. Like, if you're living on campus, you, you don't notice it when you're in college. No, but- man. Once you shift into the working world, you have so much more time than you thought you did. Yeah, you like, whenever you're in college, you have a lot of control over your time, man. A lot. It's crazy. Oh man, I want to share some stuff with uh, this weekend, man. David and I, we went to this uh, Connect in Lafayette. And man, we got to meet some pretty cool people. We got to talk to a lot of entrepreneurs that are doing well in their community. Uh, we got to talk to a billionaire. We got to talk to a Super Bowl champion. So um, it was a it was a blessing, and it was a great networking event. Shout out to O'Neill. Shout out to what is her name, Terica. Shout out to everybody who put on that event in Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, I'm so ready for next year, but. It was a great event. I just had to let y'all know about what's going on. Well, with that being said, everybody, uh, y'all make sure to like, subscribe, leave us a rating review. Uh, 
preferably a five star review. Trying to get the podcast out there to share it with people, try to spread the knowledge. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BWR underscore movement if you aren't already. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Follow us we on just Twitter. Get a thousand uh, followers, so turn up to that, man. Like and us let on us Facebook. Know, and let us know if there's any topics you want us to talk about on this podcast. We, we are open to talk about anything. Yep. Anything, and if we don't know about it, we will educate ourselves about it. Or we gonna find somebody that specializes in it. We're gonna join, ask them to join us, and they can talk about it with us. Trying to be a resource for the community. Yes, sir. Well, this is Black Wolf Renaissance signing out. Peace. What do you think are the keys to building wealth? Man, I think that it's it's a formula, and then it's also some things that's intangible. To own something is very important to understand um, investments, you know, to understand living within your means or under your means, you know, to understand um, how to make something, you know. I think that's, that's what's been critical for me, is I make something, I take something from zero and I make it, which is music, and that's a very powerful tool to be able to, like, come into a room and create something out of nothing. So that's that's worked for me. But then there's people that, you know, master that part of the game but consume so fast that it's hard to even get ahead. So it's a combination of things and I ain't the I ain't the poster boy for it. But at the end of the day, um that's the direction we be walking toward is, is becoming um wealthy to the level that it's not gonna go away. And that, you know, we created we create a situation that it, it lasts longer than us. policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days guaranteed with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed. And right now you can get started for just one Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun. And everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingaroner, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. What's going on, everybody? This is Dr. Shonda, and I am here from the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast. If you're a fan of psychology and mental health, be sure to check out and subscribe to the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast, a show that covers and talks about buzzing topics in pop culture, mental health in the black community, and faith-based topics. And it's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators.